0: And welcome to a special episode of Calcutta Art House. It is still irreverent and uninformed (laughs) and especially so... I'm Pramit Chowdhury.
1: I'm Ayelet Khamz and And uh, I guess we're trying out a new format, a mini format, a small It's
0: the format. T20! It's of the T20. the podcast. 20 of the, yeah. The,
1: the podcast. The pod- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking wild swings of the swing. ball.
1: Quite, quite. Um, so we're, we're. So we're
0: going to be out for like 25 or 250? That's, 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 that's
1: the plan. Yeah. That's- Two hundred and fifty in a T twenty. You can get two
0: fifty. No. Yes, the highest score is something like two fifty. India scored two hundred and twenty four the other day, and it wasn't even, I think, the highest chase England have ever managed. I mean, they didn't manage it, (laughs) but had they got it, it would have been their uh, second highest chase. They They got
1: two thirty against South Africa. Two fifties in T twenty now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jeez. I know it's so biased against the bowlers. It's really. That's why Test cricket is the pinnacle of the game.
1: I mean, I think so. <laughs> um, anyway, we're we're calling this uh, pickups, and um, that makes it sound like
0: *Ovid's Ars Amatoria* or something. You know, <laughs> we're picking up some listeners. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, as you know, you have no
0: crafty wiles
1: when uh, when you film a movie. You you later go back and, and do pickups to, I guess, pick up all the, the little bits and bobs that you need to fill out the, the edits or whatnot. Um, There's a
0: whole sequence in the Lord of the Rings DVD extras, right, about the pickups?
1: About the pickups, yeah. yes. And so we thought we would try this because, like all academics, we suffer deeply, badly from, uh, what is it called? esprit de collier. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh, I was going to say, you know, small footnote anxiety, but <laughs> <laughs> sure yours is fancier. Anyway,
1: it's that, it's that, you know, realisation that you had some, like, really smart things to say, but you've only come up with them after after the episode is already out, so... I
0: think you've already oversold it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> We we had a few a few extra things to say about Davy, so we thought we'd start in this this new feature. So a tiny tiny episode where we go back and kind of pick up what we uh, forgot. Um, this will be a sort of occasional series, depending on you know how much we forget or remember or have have ideas. And for now, it will just be sort of you know there with all the other episodes. But we are considering tentatively in future of um of getting a patreon and and then pickups might be one of the um the perks of becoming uh, a patron of of the arts
0: we'll, uh, wait wait we're reaching out to you all people who have listened 395 times in total
1: yeah colin w
0: <laughs> <laughs> colin stop using that mumbai vpn <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so, um, so we wanted to. We had things to say probably about probably names. Prime had about things names. to say yeah. about about Davy. Yeah. Um, and and about names, and also about tantric. Um, child well, that's he's pretty grim. Immolation. Yeah. So yeah. you know,
0: just Do you say con- the word tantric, wandering. and it can go in two very different. Not, directions. neither good. This is not the sting direction. This is the the the. the I little,
1: mean, there is a, a sting in the tail. Well,
0: yeah. So <laughs> so I'll start with the the, the less heavy, heavy stuff. So I I was thinking afterwards that we we kept on randomly abbreviating Umar Pushad's name for for no obvious reasons. To Apple, what did, you yes. um, just? So uh, no, that was actually that that was good. So the, his name is composed of two parts. For those people who who are familiar, so there's Umar and and, and Pushad. So there's the, the the name Umar, which to western Muslims will be familiar from Umasam is a manifestation of this goddess who comes in various forms probably most familiar from the podcast and from the movies has been durga but she's also called Parvati and she's also called kali and she the iconography you know the, the pictures of her that looks different um she has different attributes different personalities uh, but fundamentally it's the same the same goddess and um and I was just like, well, you know, his name's Kali Kinko, or the this is the father. Um, you know, those of you who remember the episode, he's the father who's obsessed with the goddess Kali. And, you know, Kali's obviously the theme of the film. And then the daughter-in-law, uh, Doyamoyi, or, or, or Doya she's called, she is, she, he believes that she's an incarnation of the goddess Kali. And I was like, this guy's really obsessed. He basically calls his son, you know, an, an, a kind of an offering to to to. A manifestation of, you know, Parvati Durga Kali. And then uh, I thought that his older brother, is called Tara Prashad, but I actually didn't remember that Tara is actually another manifestation, probably the closest one to Kali iconographically. So... Uh, the images look very similar. You know, you'll have seen it. It's a a, a goddess, in usually a dark complexion with
1: light. But arms. you'll have seen it. You mean our listeners in Mumbai, our uh, listeners in our listeners in. in
0: where's Austin. the most place? Where's the place that's most least likely to have seen a representation of Kali?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't want to presume on the cultural sense. Yeah, because
0: we don't know who's actually uh, listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we have listeners in the Orkneys. So.
1: Well, we have uh, we have we have the Millers in Weybridge.
0: I'm pretty so, sure they will have seen many a representation of the, the goddess Kali. So why? It's pretty in England. It's the kind of thing that because Indian culture is pretty prominent in right. media, you see it a lot. Um, so I think I think actually our audience is probably pretty.
1: pretty. Yeah, prominent. we're going to presume on on all yours.
0: But if not, maybe we'll stick a photo in the in the show
1: notes. Yes, or, um, <laughs> Our ever receiving? But
0: notes. the difference between Durga and Kali is pretty manifest. So yes, you have goddesses with lots of, you know, lots of arms, weaponry. But clearly, you know, Durga is generally, uh, she looks like she is a figure of more controlled strength and violence uh, or unthreatening. Um, well, not
1: to be blunt, but Durga is like... I mean, she's been, she's a mother. She's seated on a, a lion or a tiger. Yeah. While Kali is black and is stepping... Yeah, on a the, person, co- the color, right? yeah. So the color... Which is quite, like, I don't mean black as in a, like... We don't mean black as in the colonial division of the people of the world. We mean actual black, like the pigment or the night sky.
0: Yeah. So this is just some of the things. Some one of the things that comes into the coloring of the representation of Kali and Thara. So apparently, you know, you'll see a, a kind of a genuine black in one case and a dark blue in the other. Uh, obviously, we're talking about like representation and statuary and and, and pictures and. I mean, you know, I'm practically, like, colorblind when it comes to those kinds of differences, so, you know.
1: You're just generally...
0: But anyway, there, there is a, a similarity. But the notable features that show the violence are, like, you know, like a severed head, right? I mean, this isn't...
1: Well, doesn't she wear a skirt of, like, skulls or... Yeah, or
0: exactly. Like so the yeah. difference between Durga and Kali is pr- pretty, pretty obvious to any 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 observer. But anyway, so so this, the older son... Prasad is basically also named the same thing, right? I mean, yes, they are different manifestations of the deity, but this all is supposed to convey the I mean, basically obsession of the, the father and, with this one goddess. The irony, the further irony, is that the the daughter-in-law, Doyami, and, and we talked a little bit about how Doyami is just this kind of very docile, right, submissive, right. kind sort. Like her name essentially means like someone who's very caring and and kind, and so. Like she is, in fact, the least appropriate person, right, to then be figured as this deity who is, like, by nature, very destructive.
1: So I was gonna ask you something about Prashad. Is is Prashad a gift to or a gift from?
0: Uh, I guess both in a way, because you offer it, right? But then it's blessed, and then you you, you get, get it back. It. Yeah, you get it back.
1: Well, no, I was offering. the offering. I was wondering if the sons were supposed to be a sort of ritual offering. Right, like, like Isaac. I think. So. Well,
0: yeah, ironic that. Um so <laughs> it's a good
1: segue for our next. It, it was a good segue. Well, it, so I, I
0: mentioned in the in the in the episode, right, that the daughter ends up being the sacrifice, and yeah, I mean, the sons are very compliant um, and actually don't end up, you know, dying or suffering. I mean, I guess or more or less, ends up suffering in as much as his his wife is, is kind of tortured or tormented. But one thing that was troubling me was, I you know I had this association in my head with different types of sacrifice, and the movie makes sacrifice a kind of a, a motif at the beginning, actually showing the sacrifice. And I was like, well, you know, implicitly.
1: Well, it, it shows the blade dropping, right? It doesn't. Show, yeah,
0: you know, but I mean, everyone who watches it knows knows what's going on. Um, and I said, you know, there's a scale of sacrifice, the evolution of sacrifice over time as we have moved away from certainly in urban environments and then not from from
1: buffaloes to goats to um to pumpkins. To
0: pumpkins, you mentioned pumpkins, yeah.
1: And I was thinking, but there there
0: is this kind of association with, with human sacrifice and, and I just didn't want to say anything without looking looking into it a bit more. But yeah, I mean, there, there is still, in certain areas, rural areas, you know where superstition might still be prevalent and you know, there, are, there are people who kind of either either abuse this misunderstanding or, or just just have this misunderstanding. there are episodes of you know either human mutilation or human sacrifice uh, as a, a kind of means of expiating. Something that's gone wrong, or fixing some problem as they see it, you know curing some ill. And I was cautious about it because I wanted to see that there's you know there's still evidence of this, and there is. And the you know the 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 police are interviewed, and the police will say actually it's it's sometimes difficult to catch the people, the tantrics who who recommend the procedure, but it's very easy to catch. You're not really catching the people who commit it because. They just say they did it. You know, they, they, they were under the impression that it was the right thing to do.
1: So who are these tantrics? Like- I mean, they're
0: traveling holy men. And, you know, obviously <laughs> this is a very, 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 very minority issue. And one of the other reasons that I was concerned about talking about, and you, you brought this up when we were discussing it, is that you want to avoid the, you know, uh, sensationalist, uh, and, and you know problem of cliche and you know hyperbolic representations of the other like orientalizing you know uh, accounts of, of of India just as you know you want to avoid the same with with any non-western part of the world so um, so finding a happy medium where you're able to kind of you know, take in the facts and, you know, look at what people on the, you know, participants are, are observing about the situation. But at the same time, not trying to draw attention to it in such a way that it distracts from a holistic picture of the society. I'm just trying to, kind of, to uh,
1: imagine, right, like, who, who, who are these people who wander around going to a village and be like, you know, what? They, what they just grab so someone I and are like, mutilate this this kid and then vanish into the night? Like- well, I think by
0: nature they are travelling, Right, I mean, they they are not people with possessions. Right, right. So they are kind of hermits and and wanderers, and you know, I mean, many of them will be in an altered state quite a lot of the time, either through actually just practice of right this 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 system, which involves a lot of you know kind of meditation, and but also occasionally (laughs) presumably through drugs and alcohol, (laughs) but. You know their their advice is sought because they are perceived to be a source of wisdom and you know people do face you know medical problems and right and other problems where they don't have an obvious um authority to go to or where you know normal authorities have not been successful in remedying the problem those regular authorities might not actually be well equipped to deal with the problem so, yeah, I mean, uh, as a consequence, you get these really unfortunate scenarios. But as I said, it was, it was striking to see the, the police respond by saying, yeah, I mean, this is a real problem, that there are these superstitions prevalent um, in, in certain areas. And yeah, it's, it's not a matter of a, a, a you know an investigation required to know right. what's gone on. I mean, you go there, you ask them, they tell you what happened. But it's really tragic, like they'll kidnap their neighbor's kid and harm him or you know, whatever, and they'll they'll say they did it because, you know, some tantric told them to do. Now I imagine that same type of excuse is also employed in kind of even it's hard to say even worse, right? But I don't know, even worse context. Where someone is actually literally just using it as an excuse. They're not they're not actually under the misapprehension that's right. gonna, you know, heal their, their kid or whatever. But, you know, it, it seems to be you know very rare, obviously, it should go with that saying, but prevalent enough that it isn't just uh, you know a spate of people coming up with outlandish excuses to conceal you know right some
1: so who is supposed to be the the human like because obviously coca is the one who in the yeah movie, but presumably Doya is I mean, that's how I
0: view it, right? That as much as the narrative of the film makes the, you know, seem as if he is the sacrifice. That's how the, that's how Kalikinka phrases it at the end, right? He thinks of his grandson as the sacrifice. Actually, I think, that they still don't see... I mean, that that's the, the feminist aspect of the movie, right? They just don't see that they have effectively sacrificed this woman. That is invisible to them, right? And it is a kind of a, a literalization of the more general phenomenon that Rai and, and Kotick even more so are examining, which is that right, women's sacrifice is invisible. But that sacrifice was with with a small S. But I think this film says, you know, even when you're basically just killing someone right in front of you to serve some you know some important aspect of your own identity right some i mean vanity basically right when you do that it's invisible to you but you know when the son is killed or the grandson that he's sensitive to i mean he's effectively told right multiple times that you know you're going to kill her right um or Daya herself is told that you're going to get killed and you know it's unclear whether this is meant literally or metaphorically at the end when she's kind of She's completely gone off the deep end. She thinks it's literal, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, presumably they're not really going to kill her.
1: Well, I had been wondering about that, because doesn't India have a, a tradition of sort of retaliatory lynchings?
0: Well, so in the, in, the, in, the, in the contemporary cases that I was reading about, actually, the, the, the perpetrators, they, they uh, will often take shelter with the police to avoid being lynched. Um, so in those cases, yeah. Um, but um, I I don't know. I mean, I think in in the film we're supposed to see it as maybe an, an an instance of like her having having lost her mind. But yes, maybe it is an allusion to the to the fact that I, I mean, she, there she are to, where... to be
1: genuinely frightened. Right. I mean, I guess you would be if she had lost her mind, but. I don't know. I, I read it as as that she is she's actually um,
0: like she believes there is a well. I mean, she she clearly does believe that there is a that this is what's going to happen. Or yeah, happen. But I you know I don't think there's any any evidence that it it will happen. I mean, all we see is the parents being distraught.
1: Yes, uh, although but they don't
0: do more than that.
1: Although, um, what's her name? Apu's mom has a a, a tinge of of madness to her um at, at that point yeah right. but i mean she's right and, she's and mostly, when she calls her a demon, a demoness right like that that does have connotations of
0: yeah something that needs to be expunged sure but i i you know i th- there's nothing up to that point that suggests that they're capable of physical violence in fact right her her husband right dara is actually quite compliant mm, um yeah now you know compliant people under the right circumstances or the wrong circumstances can can be very violent but yeah i i I think that's it's left a little unclear i mean my feeling is no it's not a true threat even if it's a a a threat that she feels is real but the bigger issue is that yeah the the fact that she essentially has been sacrificed has gone unnoticed except by
1: her husband right i mean the the striking thing about this film is that it's i guess like all fries film it's a very like even killed kind of movie, right? Like, there's no... Um, it's oddly, like, calm and undramatic for something that is... Yeah, very subtle.
0: It has its kind of unsettling moments. It has its kind of uncanny qualities, its use of music. There are things that are weird and unsettling, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it moves in its generally, yeah, rye like pace.
1: Yeah, it's very sort of... You know how sometimes in Greek tragedy, like, things are progressing and then something really bizarre happens and it all unravels within, like, half an act? Yeah. that That's how it feels like. Because if she... if Coca had, like, gotten better by morning, then you have every reason to think that things would just have progressed.
0: Well, I mean, at some point, presumably, <laughs> that number was going to come up since... I mean, Rai is clearly a, a sceptic, well, right? I mean, but, he isn't... Think-
1: but would it? I mean... Obviously, at some point, you would have been unable, air quotes, to save some some child. Right. But you can't help but feel that the problem is that it's, like, the child of the house, right? Yeah, yeah. It's well, the only, the only one. And if it had been some beggar child, then they would have been like, oh, well, you clearly have done something to displease the goddess, right? That, right. And that. Well, this, I mean- this was her, like... You know
0: that that yeah, I mean that is the drama of the film, right the you have this false belief, and it's the costs of that false belief are ignored and ignored and ignored, but the thing that brings it home is when it when it when it bites you, right the, yeah, yeah, um, that is that is that does feel very much in the tradition of tragedy, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: and you know tragedy is also like what happens in the right in the dark corners of a of a wealthy house, yeah, um so. It, it does have, and, and Rai is a very kind of dramatic director, right? In the sense that um, the way he sets up his scenes and, and his plots tends to be very borrowed from stage acting.
0: Yeah, so I think there's... We
1: saw that movie, what, what was it called? Enemy of the People.
0: Oh, Gona Shot yeah. yeah, which was adapted from yeah, an Ibsen from, play. Yeah, yeah. So we're not watching that as part of this sequence because it's it's really late. But yeah, that feels it's very in color. It feels very stagey. Yeah, as is appropriate, right, for an Ibsen adaptation. But he's his, some of his other late movies feel kind of stagey as yeah. well, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just it's it's an aesthetic. Um, he comes less out of the theatrical tradition than Ritwik Kothak does, who. Was very much part of a theatre association, a communist theatre association, and you see that staginess too, but not in actually not in the same s- static way. So, Goner Shot Through is probably the one where it's it's the most static. Yeah, right. The action takes place in very fixed locations, yeah, yeah. and people don't move a lot. But yeah, Devi had that a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you're right.
1: Well, and also with the like the image of the what well, mean, not the image, right? Like doya herself right but but the idea is that you have the image of the goddess on the um on the public face right of the house which is kind of similar to what you see in ancient tragedy when there's Mm. an image of the of the divine and then the movement is very regimented it's either into the house or off the stage yeah with all the
0: action taking place under not so much the aegis of the divine but yeah under the the watchful eye and seeming to transpire in ways that almost corroborate the mythology of the, the god or the goddess, right? Mm. Like, that's, right, typically... I mean, tragedies are kind of workings out yeah. of some core narrative that's part of that god or goddess's identity. And, and this seems very close to that. Yeah. Um, which is probably just a, a property of those traditions that have a strong, right, polytheistic, dramatic narrative interaction.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Um, so uh, we have now vastly exceeded our pickup time because there was just so much to talk yes, about.
1: Yes. It's almost like, you know, art is a medium that...
0: Encourages, encourages discourse. discourse. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know. Who would have thunk? Who would have... Yeah. Who would have thunk? Um, so anyway, so this is our first um, pickups feature. I'm sure there will be many more as we... <laughs> as our memories dwindle. Yeah. <laughs> um, it ended up being a kind of darker, more a darker threatening, yeah, less
0: T twenty and more. more. Oh, one day, <laughs> Oh, <No>, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, th- these these films engage serious subjects. No, that that the, the they do, which the, are then you know butchered by by you and me. <laughs> yes
1: because you said T Twenty, I am reminded of the the one that we went to. Why do they like? Is it just middle class that they have the troll the troll hats? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because now Ella is obsessed with Trolls World Tour, which she refers to as hool-y-hoo. um
0: Well, because she misunderstood the, what Huli was, hulu so she now thinks the movie is called Huliho.
1: Well, I thought for a
0: while that was the name of a troll. A troll. I was very yeah.
1: confused. Um, anyway, so we're we're, we're we're in deep troll vibe since here. this
0: by the way i mentioned this to you since this has been a dark episode you know i i i uh, i should point out to any parents out there that justin timberlake has said that he hopes i quote there will be seven of these movies because it is because it is literally the gift that keeps on giving and I, I'm just
1: I, I parents around the world that. should
0: shudder and maybe call a head out on Justin Timberlake.
1: I have a very dark <laughs> analysis of the the troll universe, as as you know.
0: Were well, we gonna do like a uh, podcast on you know children? Oh no, we were gonna do it on artsy children,
1: artsy children. But maybe as part of our Patreon setup, we can do like a trolls song uh, yeah. uh, our analyses of like mainstream. You know,
0: trolls is basically a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a gimme for people who are into genre. Yes.
1: Um,
0: but then there's a lot of, yeah, kind of persecution and
1: yes. no, po- pogroms
0: really... and it's, yeah. yeah.
1: No, we're, we're going to do, I think it's now decided, we're going to do a special, um, a special bonus episode on, on trolls, uh, which may or may not be free. And yeah. So there you go. First pickup feature and a, a, a tease for for what's coming next and this podcast going to take over A dark reading of
0: trolls. Yeah, this
1: podcast going to take over our lives. We're not doing a whole lot. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, on that on that note, we hope you enjoyed this mini mini tiny episode thingy and we will return to normal programming uh hopefully well, definitely this week with a still unknown movie. I
0: think it's Mahanora but I'm not sure. Okay.
1: Well we'll see. We'll see what comes next. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright.
1: And uh and on that note
0: See you next time. Bye
1: next time. Bye, bye. <laughs>